Does your accent ever come out, or is it buried and gone? It is not buried and gone, Ryan. It is not too far away. And in fact, the first job I had when I came back from uh, the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art, or RADA, as Rada. you might know it, uh, RADA was uh, in uh, the autumn of 1981. And I went back to my grannies and uh, I stayed with my uncle Jim and my auntie Kathleen and uh, played, played Billy in the Billy place for a month. Uh, so it's there. It's, it's there. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. First and foremost, happy St. Patrick's Day. I know many uh, Irish men and women who are so very kind. And I also want to acknowledge Ukraine. And because watching Belfast made me just think of the parallels. Now, this is a coming-of-age story. When films are like that, some people have told me that the film was boring, and I said, I'm going to watch it for myself. And sometimes, you know, you watch a film, and you can tell by the first... I had to pause it, because you can tell by the first frame, oh my goodness, this is something. Because it's not just seen through a child's eyes, but this is also autobiographical. That's why at the beginning I played the director and writer, Kenneth Branagh, talking about his Belfast accent and how he didn't lose it. Because you can't forget where you came from. You just can't. And to those who are Ukrainian 
and Ukraine, um, of Ukrainian heritage, the same thing. When they come over here, they will never forget their home country. And this really, this is, this is powerful film. So I'm glad that I watched it for myself. And I'm glad that um, whether it wins the Academy Awards or not, but in my heart, and I just get a feeling, that's why I paused it, that it's probably going to win because of what's going on. The Academy may be a bunch of stuffed shirts, but they are fully aware of the world around them. And this film, this is whether you know. At first, I'd seen Dune, and I and I and I thought, you know, that's the best picture. Um, and I have five more films to watch. I think do I have five more, six more. But um, this is powerful. First and foremost, I want to. This is the Dr. Seuss Film Podcast, by the way. I want to take my time out to thank Kenneth Branagh for sharing his story with us, as personal as it is and as hurt, as painful as it is. Kenneth Branagh described this as his most personal film. It follows a young boy's childhood in Belfast, Northern Ireland, at the beginning of the Troubles in 1969. This is the film chronicles the life of a working-class Ulster Protestant family from the perspective of their nine-year-old son, Buddy, during the troubles in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Buddy's father, Pa, works overseas in England, while the family, Ma, elder brother, Will, and paternal grandparents, Granny and Pop, live in Belfast. During the August 1969 riots, a group of Protestant loyalists attacked the homes and businesses of Catholics on Buddy Street. The residents of the street set up a barricade to prevent further conflict Pa returns home from England to check up on the family's well-being. The family attends church where the minister delivers a harsh fork in the road speech. The rhetoric is continually reflected upon Buddy throughout the film. Buddy develops feelings for her fellow high-achieving Catholic classmate, Catherine, and they eventually become friends. So right there, when it's through the eyes of children, the fact that he's a little Protestant boy and he's in love with a Catholic girl, I think of someone, Bono, Bono from U2. His mother, I believe his mother was Protestant and the father was Catholic. And how they fell in love and gave, you know, birth to him and his brother. Um, so this is, this, this is, this, first of all, this is about community. This is about family. This is also about the world around. And, and the world around them is tough. Some reviewers have uh, said that the film is not political enough. I disagree. Because through the child's eyes, it's not about the political. It's about the social commentary that they are witnessing. Because when a child witnesses... I used to be a teacher, so... When a child witnesses witnesses a, a traumatic experience such as that, usually from two to three, 
those are their formative years and so they remember so nine-year-old buddy is gonna forever remember this and as autobiographical as it is nine-year-old kenneth brana saw this and remembered it and why his family had to leave belfast and those who were left behind and those who left and those who stayed This is an extraordinary cast. Jude Hill as Buddy. Um, Jimmy. Okay, hold on. Catriona Balve is Ma, Buddy's mother. Um, I prepared for this because I thought this is this is extraordinary. It truly is. Jamie Dornan as Pa, Buddy's father. Judy Dench, Dame Judy Dench is Granny, Buddy's grandmother. And oh God, this guy is such a great actor. He was in um, There Will Be Blood. Karen Hines as Pop, Buddy's grandfather. Louis McCaskey as Will, Buddy's older brother. Colin Morgan as Billy Clanton. Laura McDonald as Moira. Olive Tennant as Catherine, the little girl that Buddy falls in love with. Gerard Horan as Mackie, Josie Walker as Aunt Violet, Turlow or no, see I wanna I wanna get it right because this is this is an important film. This is I'm so glad that I watched it. Turlow Convy. Turlow Convy is min is the minister. Vanessa Hold on. Vanessa Ifadera as Miss Lewis. Connor McNeil as McLarry. Drew Dillon as Mr. Kavanaugh. Victor Halley as Soldier, uh, Gerard McCarthy as Buddy Frank, John Sessions as Joseph, Tumulty Plain, Jacob... Oh, okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Okay, play Jacob Marley. Hello. Yeah, because that's the other thing. So the film is shot in black and white, and there are two instances, or actually three, no, four instances, where color seeps in. It was so beautifully done. I had been meaning to see this. See, the reviews, I disagree with these reviews. I'm looking at the reviews. I'm not going to read them. It was beautiful. It was beautifully done. I think they, the, the reviewers forget that through the child's eyes, that, that memory of what he saw is forever locked in. It is... <coughs> <coughs> is nominated for seven Academy Awards Best Picture, Best Director Actor in a Supporting Role for Hines Actress in a Supporting Role for Dench the age of 87 Judy Dench became the oldest nominee in the category of Best Supporting Actress for her poor performance after Gloria Stewart was nominated for Titanic Brana became the first of an individual to have been nominated in a total of seven different categories with his nominations in the Best Picture and Original Screenplay categories for his work on the film Oh, see, that's sad. Jude Hill, the young boy, was unsuccessfully considered for Best Actor, while Katrina Belfa and Jamie Dorn were unsuccessfully considered in Best Supporting Actress and Actor categories. It that That is a phenomenal cast. And yes, the little boy is the lead. It, and after that, it, it's an ensemble. It was released in uh, September at Telluride and then made its debut in November. 
I remember because my friend and I, we were going to go see it. I absolutely loved it. I loved it. Um, being that I love the cinematography, I, I love the whole film. I thought it was a beautiful film. I think those who told me they didn't like it, that's fine. That's fine. We all have our different... I love films that split people. Harris Zamberlakis is a cinematographer. This is beautifully done. <coughs> and um, I want to make a shout out to um, Carlos Delano because he, he actually is Irish. Carlos isn't his real name. That's, a, that's basically an anagram, I think, of his real name. But he would enjoy this because he's an editor. Anani Dananio is the, is the editor. Music by Van Morrison. Come on. Um, production company Northern Ireland Screen TKBC produced by Laura Berwick Kenneth Branagh, Becca Kovic Tamar Thomas written and directed by Kenneth Branagh I played the trailer for you I played Branagh talking about it um, I want to I want to dive more into I mean this is this is a great cast this is a great cast um, Brano won Outsetting British Film at the BAFTA Awards which is the British Academy Awards um, I would love for this film to win Best Picture sometimes you get that feeling I've talked about this I, I talked about this with my brother how I remember he had The Departed had come out to rent and I watched it the night before the Oscars and I knew by the ending it was going to win. So with Belfast, I knew at the beginning. So who knows what's going to happen on Oscar Sunday in March. Who knows? It's not this week. I think it's next week. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. This is Kenneth Branagh accepting his BAFTA. Belfast. 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 to British cinema audiences for watching in Tunnage, a UK and Irish a cinema film at a UK and Ireland cinema. Uh, all hail the streaming revolution, but all hail the big screen too. It's alive!
much for being so kind to ours. We deeply appreciate it. Thank you. And that's Kenneth Branagh winning the BAFTA for Belfast. And I want to play a clip from the film. This is an extraordinary film. And I'm, but I'm at the same time, I'm glad that it's split because people have told me different things. And you, you, sometimes you just have to see it for yourself. It reminds me of the time my aunt saw Gosford Park and she told me it was all right. Okay. And I watched it for myself and I absolutely loved it. So sometimes. We, we, all, we all have our favorites. And this is, this is such a powerful film. And if I can... Uh, great. Great moments. Here we go. Oh, God. And when the, tr when the commercial ensues... That's the other thing I want to talk about is the love of film in this. Because, yes, obviously the little boy is probably going to become a filmmaker. Oh, yes, he does. Kenneth Branagh. And he is watching High Noon, and he's watching um, the shooting, or not shooting, of the shooting of Liber Liberty Vance. I've seen those films. Um, the troubles that are going around him. But the, the, the tender moments that he has with his pa. There, oh, and his ma. Beautiful. That's what the Minister of the Wee Mission says. Where well, is your next chance? We have to do a project about the moon landing. But those boys not come back from that. They did. Now we have to cut things out of the papers and explain how they got there. If they did get there, if they did get to the moon, it's not what it says here. God doesn't like it. And I watched every night too that they were up there. And how did I never see my clones in the mothership doing his orbit? Surely you would have seen a sheep of Columbus against the light of the moon. No, that's because mostly he was on the dark side. Exactly, it's the side that Lucifer hangs his shillelagh. No, he was on the dark side of the moon most of the time where we couldn't see him. You know, while he was doing his orbit and then maybe, you know, just before he was due to come around the corner, he had a good VRT. If I could come up with something smart about that, maybe I could step at the top desk and wait till she gets back there. Or you could do the project together, you and the young lady. You get the same marks and maybe end up on the same seat together. But how do you even talk to her? How's to handle oh. a woman? There's a way, said the wise old man. <laughs> a way known by every woman since the whole rigmarole. Yes, yeah, so all rigmarole with you, mister. <laughs> I, lo I love the grandparents and it's beautiful that they're both nominated I wish the whole cast could have been nominated um, here we go here's Brana it's awesome to have you here on the pods and I just want to bask in your aura I agree I mean everything you touch is gold whether you're directing it producing it in it um, I mean take it all in, especially when this movie is loosely based on your life and, and people are obsessed with it. Oh, uh, well, thank you. The uh, it's, it's a bit overwhelming. It's a very beautiful moment uh, to have because uh, uh, 
it is based on a lot of experience that I had as a kid, including falling in love with movies that came from this country. So when you end up, you look at the film and you see a kid watching movies from Hollywood and you end up here, you know, heading towards the Academy Awards with seven nominations for seven. an amazing, a bunch of work for an amazing bunch of people. It's, it's, it's surreal. And, but the thing that is really beautiful is it seems to touch people in the heart and is written from the heart and that's, that's a lovely thing. It, it really has resonated with people and obviously, as you mentioned, the Oscar nominations, you know, being rewarded that way, seven Oscar nominations and you say, setting a record for the most number of Oscar nominations, seven for a male for the, in different categories. To, uh, did you know that you were, you, you were in contention for that? No, no, you, def <laughs> you definitely don't join for any of that kind of thing because that, that way madness lies. And it's, right. it's, 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 it's amazing, absolutely amazing to me, but it, it reminds me of the great uh, privilege you have of being a storyteller from different parts of the kind of creative equation, whether I, I act obviously, but in this I get to direct Pull away because I haven't watched that film yet. But Belfast, Belfast was a meditation. And I've heard people talk about the troubles. And I, you know, you do the research and you do the history and the fighting and what happened. And, and so that's why I look at what's going on now with Ukraine. So many refugees leaving their country, and and the child's perspective because the children who are going to remember that that traumatic experience, experiences, bombs being dropped, they're being separated from their parents, being separated from their father, the men having to stay behind, but at the same time they have this very. Um, powerful leader in Zelensky and so and um, and so that's why when I watched Belfast I thought whoa it seems to just mirror the modern day even though that is taking place in 1969 
and it's a trip back. And yeah, I I am I was stunned. I was stunned. Like I said, sometimes you have to see it for yourself to really believe it. And I believed it. And in in this instance, I've seen some really great films. I wanted to talk about Old Henry, and I'll talk about it at some point. But I thought it was so appropriate that I watch Belfast today because today is, of course, St. Patrick's Day. Today, everyone is Irish. And somewhere in the tree, I'm a little Irish. Not as Irish as Kenneth Branagh. And Kenneth Branagh, I mean, I think many of us know Kenneth Branagh. I do, from growing up and him being this the second wave of interpreter of Shakespeare after Olivier. Olivier was, whenever we think of someone who could interpret Shakespeare to the masses, to this universal world that we live in of film, Olivier was the best of the best. And here is Kenneth Branagh doing it his own way. Because I think people, oh, he's the second wave of Olivier. No. And, you know, whether it was Love's Labor's Lost, he did Frankenstein. He, he played Olivier in My Week with Marilyn and was actually nominated for that. And, and now he's playing Hekir Perot, you know, uh, in the remakes of uh, uh, Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile. I think he's going to do another film after that. I really enjoyed Brana. Brana is such a great actor. He's such a great actor, such a great director. And very rarely do you have actors who become directors that really can interpret a story. He didn't, he, this, this is, and, and at the same time, this is his own story. And, yeah, here it is. At the age of nine, he moved with his family to Reading, Berkshire, England, to escape the troubles. My goodness. On his identity today, he said, I feel Irish. I don't think you can take Belfast out of the boy. And he attributes his love of words to his Northern Irish heritage. So see, he doesn't forget where he comes from. And that's very important when, when you've gotten to where he's gotten to. I really enjoyed him in Wall- Wallander, where he plays uh, the Swedish police inspector. I think uh, it was on the BBC and on PBS. Um, I, I really enjoyed his version, and I think his, his character at one point... It, has a as a disorder with his brain it's yeah but um as a director he he really has directed some really great films oh here we go this this says a lot um because you know as you watch the film you see through his eyes as a nine-year-old the films that they're watching in 2012, Brana participated in the sight and sound film polls of that year, held every 10 years to select the greatest films of all time. Contemporary directors were asked to select 10 films of their choice. Brana's choices are listed below. A Rivenor Les Enfrantes from France, Black Narcissus, Brief Encounter, Citizen Kane, Manhattan, Napoleon, Raging Bull, The Searchers, The Third Man. Tootsie. That's a that's a good selection. As a director, he has directed. Well, this is where we 
go down the Shakespeare Road. Henry V. He's directed Henry V. Dead Again. Peter's Friends. Much Ado About Nothing. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. In the Bleak Midwinter. Hamlet. Love Labors Lost. The Magic Flute. As You Like It. Sleuth. Thor. Yes, that Thor. Jack Ryan, Shatter Recruit, Cinderella, Murder on the Orient Express, All is True, Artemis Fowl, Belfast, Death on the Nile. What's funny is the fact that he directed Thor, and in the film Belfast, the little boy is watching, or he's looking at a comic, and what is the comic? Thor. So that's a wonderful little Easter egg right there, as I'm sure that as a boy he was able to read the comic, and here he was as a man directing the first film with uh, 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 Chris uh, oh jeez it's so funny when <coughs> Chris Hemsworth I'm, I'm just on a whole Belfast kick right now it's the Dr. Seuss film podcast I love that it was in black and white but I love that they whenever they would go see a oh no I'm not going to spoil it for you I'm not going to spoil it but there are moments where you the color seeps in and th those are the moments that I really love so this was powerful film seen through the eyes of a child, Jude and his family, and the and the parents, the parents dealing with troubles that parents deal with, whether it's financials, whether it's being away from one another, and the father has to work, and at the same time these troubles are going on, and his main thing is to not only provide for his family, but have the family be safe. At the same time, they're in this community. They have lived, him and the mother, have. they grew up in that community. They've known each other since they were toddlers. Her, their parents live right next door. The aunt and uncle live right next door. And so there is this community that they know and love and they are a part of. But things are just getting, it's, it's becoming a civil war. And like I said, it, it seems to just mirror what's going on now. And so that's why um, this is a humanistic film. And in these times of Ukraine and Russia just attacking it and its people, and we're seeing these images daily on the news. I know that some people are getting tired of the images, but you have to watch them. You have to watch them. That's like if 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 uh, there was television around. Well, actually, there was. There was the newsreels, but they didn't show the images until later on of the Second World War. And so, whenever you are faced with those images, you have to look at them, whether it be graphic or not. Um, don't look away. So this was a powerful film there is some joy in it or there, I shouldn't say that that's not some joy through the eyes of a child when you're a child and you see things and you perceive things differently than the adults because that is the next generation so he's seen his parents and his grandparents these two generations and him and his brother are the next generation that are going to live through this they're the ones that are going to stop it of the fighting that continued throughout Ireland particularly in Belfast and Belfast is known for many many things including 
that's where the Titanic was built. And they show the Titanic Museum in modern day. So this is this is a, a powerful film. I said that already. <laughs> I'm I'm also thinking of tomorrow. Tomorrow is the four year anniversary of this film podcast when I started it, and I'm not going to think too much into it. I'm just going to dive in. We're going to have fun. I'll probably make some calls and we will record. Um but yes. I am just in awe of this film. I'm glad that I watched it when I did. There are certain films that you, they just sink into you. My attention span, certain films I have to stop it, take a walk and think, okay, do I want to go back? Other films you look at your watch, is it over yet? I think I did that with West Side Story. Shh, don't tell anybody in the cat in the academy. But Belfast was so powerful. It was so powerful. Images. There, there are so many. There's, there's symbolism. It's, it's evocative. These men protecting their, their uh, neighborhood. People getting frisked. Guns, bombs. Uh, there, uh, there, there's a lot going on. Um, and so this is the Doctor Zeus Film Podcast, and I'm going to tag Mr. Brana. I hope that you have enjoyed this film podcast because I absolutely enjoyed the film. I refuse to read what the critics wrote because this is really for the viewers. This is really for the lovers of film, for the lovers of a narrative that is real. This is a historical moment. from What happened in Belfast in 1969 to now what's happening in the Ukraine in 2022 so as always stay safe and good night <laughs>